your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Hey, welcome back, everybody. All right, we're going to be talking today about deep listening. And, you know, that is a skill, and you really have to learn it. And what's amazing is the day and age that we live in, probably in most uh, big cities at least, and even around smaller urban communities, probably at least a quarter of our population walk around when they have to do socializing or when they have to be around people, they walk around with their headsets and uh, likely uh, listening to music podcasts like this one or, you know, whatever they're listening to that they don't want to talk. And they, some people don't even know how to talk. They don't know how to really connect and create conversation and, and good energy with each other because we don't really, uh, 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 practice that skill very often and it's kind of sad you know uh, it's 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 something that uh, people really are starting to lose because the way technology works is you can chat you can text you can you know email each other people uh, avoid conflict and therefore they avoid conversations and that's a generality that doesn't mean everybody avoids conflict but that means that a lot of people are not very good at it because they don't uh, practice one-on-one eyeball to eyeball communication. Now, if you're thinking about, you know, searching for a person's soul, you might want to ask yourself, you know, do you see it? Do you hear it? Do you feel it? You know, most often people look, but they don't see. They touch, but they don't feel. And they listen, but they don't hear. And it can take a lot of years to learn how to see, how to feel, and how to hear the world. And, and in this culture of speed, you know, how many of us have not developed the sensory capacity to hear the world or for that matter, to truly hear what others are saying to us. You know, face-to-face conversation is a dinosaur, but it is the social glue that shapes human relationships. The stories we tell one another are the foundation of our personal construct of reality. Narratives can underscore our human vulnerabilities. They can bring to the surface, really deep fears about how we confront misfortune, illness, uncertainty, even death. And themes central to human being a human being can also be found there, and we can find comfort in that. And yet, when we listen to people telling us a story, do we take the time to really hear them? Can, you know, how can we develop the skills to hear our loved ones, our friends, our colleagues? How can men hear women better? How can women hear men better? How can uh, people of different colors hear one another without prejudice? Can people come from diverse ethnic groups and listen and hear one another? And how can our public officials listen and hear one another in domestic and in international public spheres? You know, these are questions once that have to be asked in this day and age because as we see the warping of our media, uh, the fact is they're not even listening. They're listening for what they want to hear, which is what the common man would do. And that's kind of sad. But, you know, these kind of questions have a lot of bearing on our perception, which affects our health and it affects illness, affects our life and death, 
our peace and war, you know. And so, so in times of, of, of social alienation, the practice of deep, sensuous listening may represent a step toward a better human connection and an enhanced well-being. You know, uh, it's very important, you know, storytelling is a form of verbal communication, but it, it also involves a lot of nonverbal communication, which is called meta-communication, you know, and, and what that would encompass is like your looks, your gestures, the smells, and in practicing to a story, it entails attending to the interconnection of the senses, so no less than experiencing the interconnectedness between the storyteller, the audience, and the story. And so if you can, uh, I don't know if you ever uh, listened to uh, Prairie Home Companion, but Garrison Keillor is one of the finest storytellers I've ever heard. And he does an outstanding job bringing his stories to life. As he's gotten older, as I, as the, that show, by the way, is not around anymore. But as he got older, he got not as good at storytelling. But when he was in his prime, which was probably in his 50s, he was really hitting it out of the park quite often. You know, uh, a person might observe like uh, when a storyteller is settling in to relate to their story, they become more animated and conveying their account. They sustain eye contact. They, the eyes tear up, possibly touching or gripping the listener to make a point. You know, that's that's a, a sensuality of storytelling and listening that deepens alert learners. Uh, listeners' analytical capabilities and enables them to access non. Uh, non-oral dimensions. And so this this give and take of storytelling and deep listening really uh, creates a lot of texture of the past. It, it, it really creates uh, uh, the bitterness of oppression. And it also creates a, a sense of uh, taste, like uh, the sourness of, of dispossessions, especially in context of social inequality that characterize relations between men and women, between color and non-color, between powerful and the dispossessed. You know, the, these things create spaces that make it easy for us to misunderstand and be misunderstood. So, the practice of deep listening to hear others really is a process that we can use. And this possibly can bridge the gulf that creates painful and potentially dangerous human disconnection. So, in our, our times that we're in, the practice of deep listening is much needed and it can enhance all of our well-being all over the world. Now, there are types of listening that you need to be mindful of. Uh, the, the, the first one is the false listening. Now, false listening occurs where a person is pretending to listen but is not hearing anything that is being said. They may nod, they may smile, they, they may grunt in the right places, but they don't actually take in what is being said. And so, this skill may be finely honed by people who do a lot of uh, in 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 uh, consequential listening, uh, such as uh, people that attend meetings all day long and they hear the same things over and over, or they hear a lot of trivial information, so they eventually just tune out the meeting. And then when they're asked a question, they're like, "What? What? What?" And they don't know what to do, you know. But uh, uh, many people do that with their family, with their spouse, with their children. They just tune them out and they don't listen, and it's sad. But when people do false listening and they're discovered, that can be highly embarrassing for both them and the other party. But their goal with their audience is to make good impression at a share, you know, and, and before they move on. 
so they may never talk to that person again. But it's also, you know, something practiced by by people that have long term relationships where one side does most of the talking and the other side just listens. However, you know, the need for a relationship can lead to the being, you know, that this being spotted. You know, you're not listening again. And and once again, that's disrespect. Respect is correlated with listening. People that listen usually have much better, much stronger relationships because they mass produce respect for other people. And what's also interesting is the most powerful person in a conversation is the listener. And so people that are good listeners are also very sought after and very powerful people. There's also another uh, type of listening, and that's called the initial listening. And sometimes when we listen to hear the first few words and then start to think about what we want to say in return, uh, usually these kind of people talk over other people. And so usually what they do is they'll hear something, and then they'll just kind of move on. And so it's it's kind of sad, but a lot of people will just talk over other people hearing just the first few words that are being said, and then all of a sudden, uh, that's it. And so, uh, there's a lot of people that are get very frustrated by the idea that um, they're 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 heard, they're not being heard, they're just being heard in their first words, and that's another form of uh, disrespect. There's another phase of of listening that we're talking about, and that's called the selective listening. And these people are so frustrated. Because all they do is they hear what they want to hear. So that involves listening for particular things or ignoring others. And so when we hear what we want to hear and we pay a little attention to all the other detail, that is enormously disrespectful to other people. And that means they always have an agenda. And that's a person that's very defensive. And that's not a person that is well sought out. People that are leaders that are selective listeners, that can be damaging to the entire uh, audience of people that they have to, uh, that they, they're subjecting themselves to. Also, there's partial listening. And it's what most of us do most of the time. And, and we listen to the other person with the best of intent and then become distracted either by stray thoughts or by something that the other person said. And then we dip inside our own heads for a short uh, while as we figure out what they really mean or formulate a question for them before coming back into they're present and starting to listen again. So uh, this can be very problematic when the other person has moved on and weren't unable to pick up the tre- the threads of what was being said. So uh, we can easily fall into false listening for at least a short while, and this can be embarrassing, of course, also. Now, full listening happens where the listener pays close attention and careful attention to what is being said, and they're seeking carefully to understand the full content that the speaker is seeking to put across. And this may be very active form of listening, which which uh, pauses for summaries, testing that the understanding is complete. But by the end of the conversation, the listener and speaker will probably agree that the listener has fully understood what was said. Now, that is not what deep listening is. Here is what deep listening is. Beyond the intensity of full listening, you can also reach into a form of listening that not only hears what is said, but also seeks to understand the whole person behind the words. In deep listening, you listen between the lines of what's being said. You hear the emotion, 
You're watching the body language. You're detecting needs and goals. You're identifying preferences and biases and perceived beliefs and values and fears and, and, and so on. And so to, if you're going to listen deeply, you need a very strong understanding of human psychology. And, and uh, you need to pay attention, not just to the words, but the whole person. Deep listening is also known as whole person listening. All right. So now we've set that up so you can at least understand what we're talking about in this show. You know, for the most part, if you look at relationships, there's one person that usually speaks and the other who listens. But is the listener really listening? Many people think they're better listeners than studies show they actually are. The goal of deep listening is to acquire information and understand a person or a situation and experience pleasure. Active listening is about making a conscious decision to hear what people are saying. It's about being completely focused on others, their words, their messages, without being distracted. You know, and oftentimes, most uh, reasons why people see therapists and to have their stories heard is, quite frankly, they want deep listening. In order to have your story heard, you need to have a listener. So listening and empathy skills are the hallmarks of good communicators, leaders, and therapists. Listening skills can be learned, but the reality is some people just tend to be better listeners than other people. And quite frankly, there's a lot of people that are professional therapists that are horrible listeners. <laughs> and you find that out when you hear the stories uh, sometimes that clients say. So the importance of listening is in interpersonal relationships, at least, cannot be overemphasized. You know, uh, uh, listening to understand and listening to respond. Those who listen to understand have greater satisfaction in their interpersonal relationships than other people. While people may think they might be listening to understand, what they're really doing is waiting to respond. And when individuals try to fix other people, they are most often responding to their own need to influence. You know, uh, uh, people that undergo therapy together tend to be better listeners than others because they've picked up on some valuable tips along the way. And it's, you know, women usually want to be heard and men want to fix or respond. So, you know, if you look back at good old Carl Rogers back in the 50s, uh, you know, he was, he, he was a, what's called a humanist psychology, uh, person-centered therapy. Active or deep listening is at the heart of every healthy relationship. That's his fundamental belief. It's also the most effective way to bring about growth and change. So those who are heard, in theory, uh, to be more open or, and more democratic in their ways, and they're often less defensive. Good listeners refrain from making judgments, and they provide a safe environment and container for people to speak. So by listening carefully when someone speaks, we're telling them that we care about them and what they say. It's also important to remember that listening is contagious. So when we listen to others, the chances are they'll be more inclined to listen to us. That means we give more respect, we get more respect. You know, when we listen carefully, we're, we, we are uh, acknowledging that they're an important person. And that is good. You know, the good news is that we can learn to be better listeners. And listening takes a lot of practice. But the more we do it, the better we get at it and the more positive our relationships become. You know, there's, there's some tips that you can follow. You know, listen for meaning. Meaning, meaning what is this person trying to communicate? 
put yourself inside the mind of the speaker and look from 30,000 feet up and stop maybe listening for the details, but listen for the theme. The other thing is to pay attention to body language. You know, body language can tell you a whole lot about how someone feels, how safe they feel with you, how uh, honest they're being with you just by reading their body contact. You also want to have what's called empathy. Now, that's not mixed up with sympathy. Empathy is a simple, I understand, I hear what you're saying, oh, that must have hurt or that must be awful, but you're not really going there to agree with them. You're just acknowledging the hurt that they've had and and, the pain that they've had or the experience that they've had. And by acknowledging that, it makes you a safer person to talk to. You also want to avoid making judgments. You know, uh, judgments is going to make you a horrible listener because that means you're going to listen only for themes of things that you generally listen to from all people. The other thing is, you know, you can pick up a person's soul within their eyes. Eye contact is priceless. That is the ability to actually truly listen to someone. Now, honestly, in some cultures, eye contact is a no-no. Because, uh, you know, looking in someone directly in the eyes can call for too much information too fast for someone that that doesn't want to share information. Sometimes in the Hispanic culture, eye contact is a no-no. Asian culture, sometimes eye contact is a no-no. But, you know, if we really want to seek truth, it's important to have eye contact and to build a tolerance for it if you live in a society or a culture that actually permits it. You also want to notice the speaker's tone and their inflection because tone and inflection can offer a lot to how you interpret what they're trying to say. You know, if you pay attention to the feelings associated with the words, that's tone and inflection. And those feelings can tell you a lot about how that person really, really feels about what they're saying. You also want to repeat in your own words what someone has told you, and, and that's a critical thing. And uh, also acknowledge that you're listening by nodding or saying, uh-huh, or whatever. You know, just, you know, I hear what you're saying. I understand. You know, occasionally summarize comments when you're given the chance. You know, it's a process of listening to learn, and it requires a real temporary suspension of judgment and a willingness to receive new information, whether pleasant, unpleasant, whether you agree or disagree with it. That is what's critical. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about how to practice being a deep listener, and then we're going to go on into being mindful. Come back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. 
It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about deep listening, and deep listening happens at several levels. You know, it's it, on an interpersonal level, at which an individual is listening deeply to his or her own interior experience, mindfulness practice is a, fun, a foundational training for deep listening to, at an interpersonal, intrapersonal, and that means you inside of your brain, level. And a lot of people do not take the time to hear what they're really thinking. So uh, there's also the interpersonal level, which one individual is focused on listening to other or more other people. You know, we often are preoccupied by thinking about what we will say when it's our turn to speak, but it's how we listen that is transformative, especially with groups. And then there's listening on a group level at which one or more individuals is listening deeply to the voices of many other people. You know, there's there's a lot of principles at practice when you're looking about deep listening. There, there, there's listening to learn, and that's what we hope to be doing if we're in school or in college There's uh, or at work where it, it calls for a lot of thought process and a lot of change. Also, listening for understanding rather than agreement. That is huge because we are not obligated to agree with other people. We're obligated to at least acknowledge other people and, and acknowledge what they're trying to say and at least try to understand what they're trying to say. Also, asking powerful questions. Well, powerful questions, it's easy to say powerful questions, but here's the the fundamental route to creating a, a powerful question. Ask a what or a how. A what or a how. How did, how did this come about? What made you think this was a good direction for you? How did you decide on that college? How did you decide on taking this job? How did you arrive in this city? How, how did you decide to come and move here? You know, these are things that we need to ask because we're challenging process and we're trying to get more information. When we ask, ask what or how questions, we're not going to get yes or no answers. We're going to get to know what that person was really thinking. If you're going to ask a why question, usually you're going to get a defensive answer. The other thing is, what is the role of questions? When we have to ask ourselves that, you know, it's essential conversation it is, it has to have an atmosphere of trust and meaningful engagement creates a connected and independent 
uh, a whole type of conversation, a whole person type of conversation. So powerful questions can be one of your most effective uh, leadership sources. They, they grab your attention. The, the questions are framed to draw you in. They inspire curiosity, learning. Uh, they put focus on what's meaning and possibility. Uh, they require a lot of introspection and re- reflection. And uh, they also uh, release initiative. You know, also, uh, you know, the other thing is we want to generate innovation. That means get their buy-in to something. You know, answers have a short sell, uh, short uh, uh, shelf life because they're really p- uh, particularly to a specific place in time most of the time. Good questions, ones that carry the power of insight and growth are useful because what they do is they create a look at the future and shaping of the future. Now, if we look at the true benefits of deep listening, deep listening evokes presence in the moment in which uh, some define as deeper listening, and it's open and beyond a person's own perceptions, taking in the perceptions of other people. Please remember, everyone's perception is their truth, and the more you respect that, the better off you're going to be. Uh, once again, everybody comes from a different place, from a different family, from different environments, from different experiences, different memories, and uh, you know they're going to come at life different than you, and they're all going to have their own truths. And so they each have their own value systems. Each of us have our own perceptions of reality. And so a lot of people uh, want to communicate that reality when they feel safe, and it's a release for them to actually be free enough to really say what they think. And uh, sometimes we don't know who we are if we never allow ourselves to say what we think. We never realize who and what we are thinking and how we come across. You know, the thing about deep listening is it, it, it cultivates an authentic connection with other people. And so the quality of your attention influences the quality of the conversation. It also clarifies what's really going on. It enables a lot of new possibilities and creativity to surface. And so, you know, people want you to understand their motivation, their explanation of their behavior in their own terms. So creating alternative interpretations and listening to uh, the song beneath the words is inherently uh, uh, provocative, but necessary if you're going to address the real stakes, the real fears, the real conflicts. You know, the truth is, and by the way, that that's a quote from Ronald Heifetz, which is uh, leadership on the line is what he wrote. But uh, here's the deal. You know, the, 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 the deep listening, if you think of any moment when you listen to a song and an experience or a pain or something that you went through just jives totally with that song, that song never meant anything to you, but now you're listening to it and it's like powerful. It's like singing to you. It's like, whoa, that is what I'm going through. People identify with songs in a deeper way when they discover that it runs parallel with their own experiences. And so oftentimes, musicians, people that write music and compose music are highly successful when they stick to the stories that actually evoke what the most common people go through in life. You know, on an individual level, a practice for deep listening is to listen for what is alive in a person, and it hasn't been spoken yet. So what are the speaker's deeper feelings and desires and emotions? And another practice is to reflect back what you hear 
and how you can move beyond the formula of what I hear you saying to a place where the reflection offers genuine understanding, empathy for the speaker's meaning. You know, oftentimes in therapy, at least what I do is I will interpret what they're really saying to each other because people, especially married couples, will trigger off of each other's words and they don't really want to hear each other. And then I will get to the bigger picture of what they're really trying to say. And when they look at me, it's like, why couldn't I tell them that? <laughs> so it's it's kind of interesting. But on a group level, you know, a practice for deeper listening involves listening for patterns, for themes, synthesizing what you hear by reflecting a system back to itself. The system can self-organize in new ways and listen for what may be alive in the room but has not yet been explicitly named. You know, I oftentimes when I'm uh, speaking to groups and they're interacting with me, I'm looking at people and sometimes I'll see someone who doesn't say anything, but I can see that they're engaged in what's going on. And so I may ask them a question, you know, what makes you uh, so interested in this but not say anything? And and what happens is you're triggering them to step up and up their game and actually participate. Um, now let's talk about mindfulness, you know. It's a, it's a deep listening is a way of hearing in which we are fully present with what is happening in the moment without trying to control it or judge it. We let go of our inner dialogues and our usual assumptions of other people and we listen with respect for precisely what is being said. For listening to be effective, it really requires a a, a contemplative mind, open, fresh, alert, attentive. Now here's the big one, calm and receptive. We often do not have a clear concept of listening as an active process. We often see listening as passive, static activity. In fact, listening and a contemplative mind is open and vibrant yet spacious can be cultivated through instruction and practice. And what happens is you start getting more in tune with our other people, with others, with their feelings, with their thoughts, with their pain, with their emotions, with their life. And we can have a much richer experience with those folks. You know, as a, a, a classroom practice, deep listening requires that students witness their thoughts and emotions while maintaining focused attention on what they're hearing. So what that does is it trains them to pay full attention to the sound of the words while abandoning such habits as planning their next statement or interrupting the teacher. Now, when we're talking about mindfulness, We're talking about the intra-dialogue in our brains. That means the dialogues that we have within our brain, within our thought process. You know, if you're going to be mindful, it's never a bad idea to practice. You know, meditation on sound, for instance. Try to sit stable and still and be still. Be relaxed, be alert, but close your eyes and listen to the sounds as they occur. Don't imagine or name or analyze the sounds. You know, as names arise, release them, return to the sounds, just the sounds. Just listen with wide open awareness. Let the sounds come to you. Let them touch your eardrums. And as thoughts and emotions, memories, associations arise in your mind, just notice them. But let them go and return to the sounds. And and now, if you notice how the sounds arise and fall away, you, you know, you don't want to grasp at them. You do not want to reject them. There are no, if there are no sounds, listen and rest in the silence. You know, that's a good way 
to develop a lot of positive listening skills. You know, it's very interesting. In the morning, if you have your windows open and you live in a place where there's birds or animals or whatever, you can hear a lot of things out there that nature where nature is communicating to itself, where, you know, maybe a, a, a male bird is, is trying to get the attention of a female bird or where uh, a, a bird is trying to call out to see if others are there or maybe, you know, if a dog is barking because someone may be walking by or whatever. But th- these things are important. And if you just take the time to listen to those, safety, a feeling of safety in the world can help you. It can, it can relax you because when we're safe, we're calm. And, and that's a huge, 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 huge thing. You know, in a conversation, and by the way, being present in the moment is called existentialism. It's a philosophy that goes along with Christianity. And, and existentialism just means that you're going to exist in the moment. And that's really, if in its theory alone, that is the meaning of life, is to exist in the moment and to not live in the past, the, the present, in your thoughts, but to engage in the moment that you're in. That's huge. And people that can do that have much more effective communication skills than people that are preoccupied. You know, we want to focus on our opinions, uh, defining our agenda. That's one of the things that, that, that we love to do. But the fact is that a listener has a better opportunity to shape other people's perspectives because they're listening to their audience and knowing what that audience wants. So, you know, this is why uh, a contemplative dialogue and a deep listening practices challenge the way we normally engage in conversation. And these practices rely on a commitment to self-control, self-awareness, you know, as well as a group-centered rather than a self-centered approach. And that means we're taking everything in. The power of listening, and it is the most powerful thing in this world, you know, one thing quiet people tend to be good at is listening. And so if you want to do what Dale Carnegie said, how to win friends and influence people, you espouse listening skills coupled with great genuine questions as, 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 uh, and this means to get along in life. We all love the sensation of being heard. More comprehensively, we are listened to. And the more we respond, it's, it's powerful stuff. So we fall in love with people who listen to us. We vote for people who listen to us. We buy the products and services of people who listen to us. So the ability to listen is one of the most profound influencing ex- skills available to us. As a matter of fact, Advertising is geared towards saying what other people want to say, saying and identifying what other people haven't identified and, and influencing them, them in that way. You know, luckily, luckily if, you, if you're a quiet person or a quiet soul, you're ahead of the game. The act of keeping one's mouth shut almost invariably makes you a better listener. You know, it, it, if you think of mindfulness, it's the art of paying attention. Mindfulness isn't just about listening itself. It's more about a multi-sensory awareness, and it, it, it just requires a lot of work. In some senses, the closest relative to uh, meditation is mindfulness. People who meditate are, are, are by nature are mindful, but a person can develop it as a skill in its own, uh, standing on its own. And so you can be mindful anywhere. You know, so how do you promote yourself by paying attention to things? In the same way we like people to listen, we love people to notice things. 
You know, so listening is useful, but mindfulness is key. If you if you notice a sigh or a sharp intake of breath or a subtle moment or a shift in posture, this can provide much more information than the verbal information that is being offered. And so the ability to to talk to what you're seeing, you know, it looks like you're kind of tired. Of, it sounds like you're, you know, you're sick of hearing me talk. Um you know, being able to recognize by a person's nonverbal and recognizing the nonverbal is very respectful to other people. You know, uh, uh, um, if you think about communication and about deep listening, it only takes a couple of minutes to practice the mindfulness required of it. You can do it on a bus, on a train, if you're waiting for a meeting, you know, just find a quiet space. And uh, let yourself prepare and be ready for the situation that, that you're about to have uh, needing your full attention. You know, once you're able to easily put yourself into a mindful state, you can extend the technique to the realms of visualization and mental rehearsal. And once you're in that mindful state, it's a whole lot easier to mentally walk through potentially stressful situations by, first of all, visualizing, by rehearsing and including how likely you are to feel and respond in the situation and be more conducive to accepting the situation as it comes to you and responding to it and adapting to it. You know, you have to ask yourself, have you ever spoken to someone who made you feel like you were the only person in the world at that moment who seemed truly engaged and interested in every word that came out of your mouth? How did that make you feel? Did it make you feel understood? Did it make you feel important? You know, this is what deep listening does. It's, it's more than a, a valuable social habit. It's transformative communication. And you're not only allowing yourself the time and the space to absorb what your conversation uh, partner is saying, you can actually encourage them to feel heard and speak more openly and deeply and honestly. That's called developing rapport. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk more about uh, deep communication, deep listening, and uh, the gifts that it brings our life. Come back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. 
When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about deep listening and, uh, you know, developing rapport with with someone that you really care about uh, requires, uh, and even if you don't care but you're stuck with that person, you know, it requires eye contact. And, and at least in the United States and in most cultures, eye contact is a valuable thing. You maintain that eye contact, you're demonstrating that you're a conversation partner, that you're fully engaged, you're interested in what they're saying, and it's a good guideline to follow, which is 80% of the time your eyes are meeting your speakers, uh, the speaking partners, and 20% of the time your eyes are roaming as you gather information to, to say something back. Also, presence. You know, the average person speaks between 135 to 160 words a minute. The average person's brain works between 400 and 600 words per minute. So this means your mind's going a lot faster on many levels uh, than your uh, conversation partner's mouth, which makes it easy for your mind to drift. So it's up to you to stop your mind from shifting away from the conversation and to be truly present. Not only will you be able to fully absorb what your partner is saying, but you'll be able to respond in quick ways which makes them feel appreciated and understood. Quality rather than quantity, folks. Also, the meta-communication, the nonverbal, there's nothing worse than speaking to someone who gives no verbal feedback. So it's like talking to a wall. So make the effort to give the occasional nod, smile, or other sign of recognition to the person that's talking to you. These clues and cues may seem trivial, but they have tremendous impact on showing your interest, understanding, and involvement in the conversation. So I'm not suggesting you just sit there and bob your head like, you know, one of those uh, head bobble things from the baseball game. But what you do want to do is acknowledge with your head, just just gently, you can nod or, or, or listen or use your eyes that you're, you're, you are concerned, you're compassionately taking them in. That is a huge form of respect. Also, this this connectionness. When you're speaking one-on-one with some, someone, you want to position your body in a way that creates a safe, welcoming space for them to speak openly. Lean in a little bit. Open up your chest. Pull your shoulders back. Fold your hands gently on your lap or on the table in front of you. If you're standing, which is... Uh, 
you know, in a reversed hand steeple. So that's, if you think about it, and there's the church, there are the people, open the door, there's all the people or whatever. I can't remember what it was, but it's a reverse form. When someone uh, steeples in the lap area, this means they're confident about what they're hearing. Uh, believe it or not, those non-verbal cues are huge. And, and, and this digital world that we live in, the, the pre, uh, uh, prevalence of face-to-face conversations and even phone conversations has vastly decreased. You know, as the norm changes, the need to be active, deep listeners become more important than ever. While it's the role of a speaker to convey the message that they're trying to communicate, the role of the listener is also incredibly important. You know, um, to facilitate that open dialogue that we're looking for, there's a lot of tactics that you can employ that will communicate to the speaker that you're hearing them and participating. The listener should observe the speaker and express interest and enthusiasm and smile, even engage in physical contact to convey skillful listening. Now, I'm not suggesting sexual contact. I'm saying, you know, maybe touch on the arm or whatever. But it's important for the listener to acknowledge that the message has been received and sometimes even play back the message to reiterate that that you're a deep listener. You know, it's also uh, important for us to, to understand that we can mirror people. And, and what mirroring is, is basically mirroring the energy of a person that's talking to you. That doesn't mean you join their energy. It means you go one step below it. And that allows the person to feel like you've joined them. Also, the, 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 the pace of how they speak. You know, you either want to communicate, hey, you're talking too fast, which I do all the time. Or you want to communicate, hey, uh, or you want to communicate just by talking in the same lingo or in the same rhythm or energy. You can connect with that person in a lot better way. You know, there's there's uh, also a common misconception in this day and age that distracted listening offers a similar value to deep listening. However, there are benefits of listening deeply to others. Deep listening encourages deep learning. And so when you talk, you're only repeating what you already know. But if you listen, you may learn something new. So, you know, deep listening does not only mean listening to others, it's also important to practice personal reflection and listening to yourself. You know, that's huge. Your, your inner needs must come forward. And the only way that the true self can be gotten to know is to be able to know what thoughts are going on in your mind and evaluate those thoughts. You know, sometimes it doesn't hurt to journal. You know, you can you cannot properly sustain a successful career without taking care of your emotional needs. And you can't take of your care of your emotional needs without listening to yourself. And that is huge. This gives people ample time to listen to their self, to take care of themselves, and encourage other people to listen deeply to others. You're facilitating what other people could be doing with their life. You know, the the gift the, 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 to truly listen from a place of deep presence is one of the greatest gifts that we can give other people. We all yearn to be heard and seen and to be recognized for who we truly are. Listening from a place of deep respect for humanity, for wisdom, for experience, we each carry calls forth for both the speaker and listeners to be their full, authentic, present self. You know, if we want to be have a transformational life, we have to be good at conversation. 
And that is the exchange of information, of opinions, of thoughts. We tell stories of what's happened to us. We plan for the future. We talk about interests. We talk about what people have in common. We share ideas. Perhaps we just enjoy each other's company. But when good communication skills are employed, conversation can be very effective in getting thoughts moving and, and helping influence other folks. So it's an essential part of our relationship with each other. Yet there are times when another level of awareness and understanding is called for, and this is when shifting into dialogue can be helpful. This shift allows the communication to move beyond agendas and analyzing, strategizing into discovery and unfolding. And oftentimes in this day and age, the way that we live, there's not a lot of discovery or unfolding. There's a lot of remembering what we didn't like and reflecting on that and influencing other people with very shallow information without really gathering all the data needed. You know, if we surrender to dialogue in the present, it's, if, it's as if we transcend into the present moment without even realizing we step out of this current experiences with the, the internal stimulations that we have, the internal dialogues, the past, the, the, the future, uh, whatever may be happening presently, now we are just coexisting in the moment with others. This is somehow invites us into our full, authentic presence. And then we recognize ourselves as a part of the greater whole. That's called getting to know yourself. A lot of people who can't have that deeper dialogue have no idea who they really are. As a matter of fact, they have very poor, uh, uh, usually have very poor decision-making skills because they don't deeply listen or they just do the same things over and over again so they don't have to listen and they don't have to think. You know, the listener needs to sit quiet and comfortable with the person that's talking. They want to offer no verbal or physical responses, gestures, or acknowledgement, you know, that this is not a passive response. So holding the space is what we're trying to do. When we're having that deep dialogue, we want to listen by holding the space and keeping it safe so that listener can speak. That means that we're calling for a much deeper levels, which some people are not comfortable with that. Some people are scared of what they might say in an environment like that. But oftentimes, people are more accountable for their lives when they have that deeper conversation. You know, dialogue and deep listening are learned skills. And so they take, take time. And anything hard makes your life easier. And what you're giving other people is the gift of life. And what you're teaching other people is to live in the moment. And that, in fact, correlates with the meaning of our existence. You know, it's an invaluable tool. And, and cultivating the, the your own skills as a listener, you're receiving gifts from other people of opening up about their lives. And for me personally, it's the most important skill to cultivate in any uh, relationship. People, people uh, will say communication is the most important skill in a relationship, but actually listening is the most powerful thing you can do in a relationship with another person is be a good listener. You know, think about this. How much time in an argument do you spend actually defending your point of view rather than truly listening to what the other person has to say? Perhaps you've even had the experience of defending yourself in your head, preparing your response while the other person is babbling away. So when we communicate this way, 
we're often at the mercy of each other's egos. So one person makes their point, the other person makes their point, this goes round and round, and it's just a circle jerk. So basically, nobody ever hears each other, and it escalates into a horrible situation, usually an argument, and usually it has an audience of other people, especially if you have children. You know, uh, 100% of communication is listening. It brings relief. It's free of opinions. It's free of judgments. It gives you the other person is having a chance to fully express what's weighing on their heart. And uh, it creates a nonviolent communication because you're not judging. So, you know, it's the ground for compassion in, in all of our experiences based on perception and what we if we're just narrow and only wanting to hear our own perception we're also not wise you know it, it's oftentimes re- resolve is not even needed if we just actually hear another person and acknowledge them and validate them that may be enough that may be all they really want and ever really care to get is to know that you actually heard what they had to say. I understand. I hear what you're saying. All right. So what you're telling me is this. Cool. That's amazing if you could do that. Most people are too defensive. Most people are too egotistical. Most people are too caught up in their own world to even validate the words of another person, even their own children, even their spouses. No validation. And that's sad, but that's the way it is in this day and age. And once again, listening is a dying skill. Uh, and and if, if you don't believe me, just, just watch the media. Watch when they have several people on carrying on a conversation on television, each having their own agenda. And watch how they carry that conversation. They just walk all over each other. It's the most disrespectful thing. And people model after that. Once they see that, they model after that. You know, if you're making eye contact, is, is your breath relaxed? Are your arms uncrossed? Are your legs uncrossed? Do you want to allow? Is your is your torso open? You know, are you sitting up straight? Are you, are you giving good eye contact? This is this is. Uh, are you repeating what the other person is saying? What I'm hearing is this. You know, start uh, sentence with. If you start your sentences with but or cut off the flow of expression, you're you're a conversation killer. Uh, but is one of the worst words. And besides the word try. Those are some of the worst words in the English language. Try or but. <laughs> so, if you want to succeed in business, the most successful, often most successful people, especially from a leadership perspective, are the people willing to hear. You know, it can take a lot of forms. An important hallmark is when speaking with someone who's listening deeply, you feel you're the only person in the world. If you're going to be a leader, That is the heart of human interaction, and it requires effort, and it requires hard work, but it can make you very, very successful. All right, that's our show. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. You know, as we reach more and more people all over the world, I'd love to hear from you at drgbmft at sbcglobe.net or through our portal on voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Absurd Psychology. Now, remember... If you're listening to a jackass, tell them, I'm happy to hear you, but where will I put the barf? You know, you also remember, let people know that they can tell you secrets. It's likely you're not going to hear them anyway. And also, if you want deep listening in this life, talk to your cat or dog. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 
That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 